0: Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ' Podcast. Please enjoy the following study. I want to thank those that had a part before me for helping us as we endeavor to deliver God's Word with their songs and their prayers and reading and It was fantastic, and it all points towards the hope that lies within us. And that's what we want to try to get across this morning is the hope that we need. There's a story about a submarine that went down off the coast of Massachusetts. It got struck by another ship and it sank immediately. The people were trapped in it. Divers went down. They couldn't find any way of saving them or bringing them back. The submarine back to the surface. One of the last divers down heard a tapping. He recognized the Morse code from the tapping. And it said, is there any hope? And we're living in a time right now that there's a multitude of people that are feeling just as hopeless as these men were in that submarine. Very hopeless. For instance, Penny's just announced closing 250 stores. They've got 1,100 stores, 90,000 employees, so that is an estimate between 15 and 18,000 more unemployed people. Thank goodness one in Norman's not closing, so we won't have to worry about those here at home. But there's Christian brothers and sisters out of work all over the world. And hope, hope is fleeting. Hope is fleeting. It's our responsibility to try to restore hope, to help and to give, and to. And we all need hope. Perhaps two of the saddest words in the English language is no hope. And I'm sure people all over the world are hearing those words right now no hope. How sad, how frustrating. And overcoming the stress thereof is overwhelming. Relationships can become so seriously strained and headaches. And, and let's face it, with this kind of situation, domestic violence skyrockets. Suicides skyrocket. Hopefully this will be a short-time crisis. But if not, we've got a serious job ahead of us. Because it's up to us, as Christ's people, to help. To help, to pass food to those that have need of food. Do everything we can to help those. Jesus puts life back into people. Like an old photograph left out in the sun. You remember the old Polaroids? They fade. They faded anyway, whether it's left out in the sun or not. Like weekend bread, week old bread, you know, it, it gets hard and crusty. This diet I'm on tells me to dry toast all my bread, and I'm allowed to eat quite a bit. Dry toasted bread. But it loses its appeal. Those attempting to leave a life of sin need our help, drastically need our help, need invigorating, need renewal. When the long-missed prodigal son returned to his father's home, the father tried to get the other son, the older son, to accept him, but he couldn't reason with the older son. He said, we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and he is alive again. And he was lost and is found in Luke 15 and 32. We're not reading a whole bunch of these scriptures, but that was the basis of Luke 15 and 32. Paul said uh, that those who had been dead in sin are made alive with Christ in Ephesians 4 or 2 and 5. I think maybe I better put my reading glasses on. I can't walk with them on because there's a big holes in front of me if I do. Not every church has learned to sing in the chord of hope. Now we had beautiful singing this morning. We're short of people, a lot of people. You know, it's Father's Day. Everybody's out visiting. I got a nice little text from Kelly this morning. Happy Father's Day. So, of course, they're 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 celebrating an anniversary, and that's great. I'm glad they can. But in the long run Jesus gives hope to people who feel hopeless. And that's the approach we've got to take with those that feel hopeless and need help. Jesus is the answer. We're not. I'm not the answer. But Jesus is the answer. Jesus met the Samaritan woman, for instance, at the well in John 4th chapter. She had had five previous husbands and Was now living with a man there, with a man. Therefore, she was an outcast in her own community. An outcast in her own community. Jesus did not ignore such sin, but he taught her a better way. He gave her hope, he taught her a better way. And even Peter, as he denied Christ three times, In Mark 16 and verse 7, the angel said to the women at Jesus' tomb, tell his disciples and Peter. He pointed out Peter. Peter needed hope. Peter was sorrowful for what he had done. He repented for what he had done. But he needed hope that only Jesus could give him. Tell Peter personally to meet me at Galilee. This carries the force of especially Peter. Peter had denied Jesus, but later repented. Jesus wanted to convey to Peter, I still have a place for you. I still love you. I still want you to be my disciples. And over and over again, he does that for me. The same thing he did here for Peter. He tells me over and over again, Glenn, I love you. I want you to continue being my disciple even though you've done this or you've done that. Continue to work for me and love me. Jesus gave hope to the woman accused of adultery in the 8th chapter of John. We're not reading all these scriptures because we wouldn't have time. Put yourself in the shoes of the woman caught in the act of adultery. I've often wondered from reading the Old Testament why the male that was caught with her wasn't along with her and being condemned by him because he should have been stoned also according to the Old Testament. She was dragged from her bed and brought before Christ. Though disappointed by her sin, he cannot help but feel a little sorry for her. How embarrassed she must have been, how her face must have burned and her heart ached as she stood expecting condemnation from Jesus just like she had experienced from the other men. Her accusers asked him what to do, trying to trap him in his words. He stooped and he wrote on the ground saying, nothing. They pushed for a decision. He finally stopped writing long enough to say, he who is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone. And we're all in that shape. None of us are without sin. And we shouldn't cast that first stone. We shouldn't judge. We should let Jesus do the judging. Then He stooped and wrote, one by one the accusers convicted by their own conscience, beginning with the oldest, quietly slipped away. When they were all gone, Jesus asked her, where are those of your accusers? In John 8 and verse 10. She answered that they were gone. He said, neither do I condemn you in 8 and verse 11. What a relief that must have been for her. must have triggered emotional tears. Perhaps she looked down at the stones her accusers had dropped as they exited. Had it not been for Jesus, those stones could easily have been stained with her blood and gathered to lay atop her grave. Jesus did not condemn her, neither did He contone her behavior. He doesn't condone our behavior when we sin. He didn't condemn, condemn her, but he didn't condone her behavior. He called it a sin and told her to stop. Stop sinning. She had been given a second chance. She left Jesus with a whole different perspective on life. She had met the Savior. She had a renewed life. Like the woman at the well, I will give you the drink of life eternal. Jesus still gives hope to people today. Do people need hope today? Oh my goodness. How bad we need hope today. The spirit of our age is more like been there, done that. Now what? Then a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Benjamin Franklin on a cynical day, said, he who lives on hope will die starving. If I die starving living on hope, that's fine. Abraham Cowley said, hope is the most hopeless thing in the world. Years ago, Harvard President Charles Eliot said of the school, things seem to be going fairly well now that a spirit of pessimism prevails, prevails in our departments. Pessimism how terrible that was, how terrible it is that people would look like these three did at the world of hope. Yet most of us do not want to live in pessimism and hopelessness. Instinctively we seek something better, especially something better from God. Our our loving Father understands us being the God of hope. Romans 15 and verse 13. He wants us to have joy and peace even when the world tells us there is no hope. God made a hope chest and filled it with reasons to live and rejoice. God's hope chest is in His church. In it one lives in hope. Titus 1 and verse 2. Hope. We're here this morning because of hope. We're here not because we're concerned about the virus. Are concerned that we might lose our job, we're here because we love God, because we love His Son that He sent. Hope was laid in a manger. Hope came out of the tomb on the third day. Jesus lived a life of hope, giving hope, to everyone that He met. He gave hope. Hope is in both God and in us. 1 Peter 1 and verse 21. 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. It is alive and enduring. At least it should be alive and enduring in each and every one of us and every Christian, regardless of what's going on in the world. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3 is what's read in the text this morning. Even in death. Hope should exist even in death. Proverbs 14 verse 32. An air of hope surrounds those who believe their past is perfect. Not flawless, but forgiven. Their present is purposeful and their future is paradise. On any given Sunday where Christians gather, there is joy laughter and excited chatter. Genuine friendships recharge in the shared fellowship. That experience is a sanctuary for the world for a little while. And that's why we're here. A sanctuary from the world for a little while. We have to live in it. We don't have a choice. But God, Jesus Christ and His church is our sanctuary for a little while. It's our sanctuary with a call to a brother or sister in Christ. With a call to an elder for help. That's Christ's church. That's what we're here for. That's what it's all about. In a world that seems hopeless, we can live in hope of eternal life. Proverbs even, even suggested that we should have hope and look forward to death. Look forward to death. Are we doing that? Are we capable of doing that? We should be looking forward to the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's hope. That's hope we all need to have. A preacher visited a woman named Esther shortly before her death. She told him that her son-in-law had invited her to visit him in Washington. But she had said, I can't. I have to stay near the cemetery. She added, I went out this week and bought me a bright, shining casket. I'm so excited I'm so excited. It's a hope of dying that kept me alive this long. The hope of dying can keep us alive. Keep us looking forward and going for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and representing Him in all things that we do. We're going to read from 1 Peter 3 and verse 8 through 15. Have three readings we're going to end with. Verse 3 through 15. Verse 8 through 15. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or raveling for ra- reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this that you may inherit a blessing. We're called to be a blessing. A blessing to everyone we meet. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. On the righteous. Proverbs told us that a righteous man can be looking forward to death. And His ears are open to their prayers. There's hope. Hope. His ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is He who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? We need to become followers of what is good. But even if you should suffer for righteous sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope for the reason for the hope that lies in you. Does everyone you have contact with day in and day out know that there's a hope that lies within you? They should, they should by the life you live. They should know that there's a hope that lies within you that Causes you not to be afraid of death. That's an example every one of us can live. We don't all have to be preachers. But we can still live that life that tells everybody we have a hope. An undying hope. 1 Peter 4 verse 1 through 13. Therefore since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind... For he who has sanctified, he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his life in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, rivalries, drinking parties and abominable idolatries In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you. That's what we can expect of the world out there that wonders what that hope is that lies within us. They will give an account to Him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. It's not our purpose to judge, but He will be the judge. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be serious and wonderful, watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hostile to one another without grumbling. Without grumbling. Oh, Be willing to help. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. And in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happen to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Glad with exceeding joy. That hope. That's that hope. We can be so glad if we look up and we see Jesus coming back. We can shout with joy that we're about to die. Because there's a better life ahead for us. 1 Peter 5 verse 1 through 11 tells us about the elders. And what's expected, some of what's expected of the elders, not all of it, but some of it, The elders who are among you I exhort. I whom am a fellow elder and witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you serving as overseers but not compulsive but willing. Not for dishonest gain but eagerly. Nor as being lords over those entrusted to you but being examples to the flock. Right now, right now the flock needs examples. Bad examples. I encourage you, if you're down and out because of things going on in the world today and you've lost your job, whatever problem you might have, please, please bring it to the elders let us help through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when the chief shepherd appears, he will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, and all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to sit down and open up your heart and discuss problems with anyone. But I, I can assure you, anyone that you bring to us, And this message, we can make copies. If you have someone that's hurting, that you know needs help, you're welcome to bring them to the elders. You're welcome to, to have a copy of this message, at least the Scriptures in this message. To work with them and try to get them into the church. Into God's helping grace. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring roaring lion, looking, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I hope that I have gave reason this morning through the Scripture to instill hope in all of us. I needed it just as bad as everybody else. Hope seems to kind of drift away from us from time to time. Especially, you know, if we've lost a job or or, or the virus has got to us. All kinds of things in this world kind of works against hope. Hope is right here, right here. This is where we get hope. This is how we live hope. We made reference to those that are righteous, can look forward in hope to the coming of the Lord and Jesus Christ, or even to death. Don't know the hearts and minds of those that are present this morning. If you need hope, we're here to help. If you need to obey the Scripture, you know, it speaks of the righteous. I Glenn Taylor can't be righteous on his own. I can't make it. You can't make it. No human being other than the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, made it. So if you need to be buried with Him in baptism to walk in uses of life, it represents His death, burial, and resurrection. Repent. Confess His name. Believe. Believe. How can anyone believe unless they hear? Unless they're taught? That's what the Scripture says. So we need to be teaching and helping people to believe and obey the gospel. Out in the world, we need to be telling them what that hope is that lies within us. If there's one here this morning that needs to obey the gospel, we would ask you to come as we stand and sing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.